0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday, We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together, verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. We are still in Ephesians, moving slowly. We're in chapter 1, but almost finishing it. Uh, Today we'll be studying um, chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. And as we continue in Ephesians, I must confess to you, I don't feel I'm good enough to do this book the justice it deserves. Paul is showing himself to be an exceptional writer, these sentences are uh, complex, and they are full of complex uh, thoughts. It just seems like every other word is major gospel truths, and it, it, I'm already feeling that this is a book that needs to be read and reread and studied uh, to fully to be fully uh, appreciated. Um, I'm doing my best, uh, but again, I just feel so inadequate to bring this book to life for you. Uh, and it's with that humility that, um, I continue to try. Um, so I I advise you, um, if you're hearing this, try to read along, try to, um, read it over and over. There's just so much to this, um. To this book again, the uh, um, Paul is writing this letter. He's in prison. He's in Rome. He has spent uh, three years already in this church at Ephesus. Ephesus, um, uh, this port city um, in in present day Turkey. Um, this is a powerful church. These are these are this is a. Um, um, a church that is a very strong church in the faith and he's laying out a lot of strong gospel um, for them this first chapter in so many ways deals um, with um, just laying out um, the Trinity that we have uh, we've got God the Father um, we've got God the, the Lord Jesus Christ and we've got God the Holy Spirit um, it talks about us being chosen and predestined, um, and uh, being holy and blameless. There's a component that we have a, um, uh, we are called to be saints. In other words, we are called to be super holy, um, and we are. But we are also called to be faithful. In other words, there's a spiritual component to our relationship. We have a faithful component. In other words, our God gives us. Everything right at the beginning, God gives us everything, uh, this inheritance that we've got right at the beginning. So we are saintly right off the beginning, even though we hadn't done anything to deserve it. We are regarded to Him in His eyes. We're we're saints uh, right off the bat, and um, but. We also have a faithful component to our relationship. In other words, we still have to get up every day, go work and struggle and try to depend on him. So, we don't get that luxury of just walking around uh life saying, "Oh, I'm a saint. You know, I don't have any cares or worries in the world." No, we have this saintly uh relationship, but in this so we're holy and blameless through what Jesus Christ has done, but we also um, are we have to depend on him at the same time faithfully um for our salvation so in one regard we already have our salvation through jesus christ uh we're already holy and blameless but on the other hand we have to we have to be faithful um to continue to walk uh uh by the spirit um, to um to work out our salvation, to, to try to be more and more like Him, so God gives us everything that we need, and there's already a spiritual component of us in heaven. We've already been given every spiritual blessing already in heaven. So all this starts off in in um, in the first few verses. Um, we um uh, and it and it, our relationship is really based on Christ. Everything is in Him and through Him and by Him. Um, And this is freely given to us. This is God's mystery. Uh, This was God's plan uh, for us uh, before the beginning of time. And so, most people did not understand this uh, even when Jesus lived 33 years or so on earth, he was revealing his mystery, but people still didn't even understand it, even though he was dying for them and dying for everyone uh, before him who he knew. And how does God know all of this? Again, this is part of his mystery. Um, there's certain things that we just can't explain. Um, but everything is... is. Um, is built around Christ. The Old Testament points to Christ. The New Testament is revealing Christ. And, of course, the book of Revelation looks forward to Christ's return. And so all things are united in Him around Christ. And, again, God uh, uh, was in Jesus, you know, and Jesus was in the Father. And He kept saying, I and the Father are one. And then now through Christ, Christ is in us okay, through the Holy Spirit, we have that, but we are also in Him, okay, so we have the same model, the same relationship in Christ that Christ had with the Father, and so just as there's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay, now there's the Father, Son, and us, okay, and we have this unity now uh, in Christ, and of course, as we are going to learn that we also have unity with one another, with fellow believers, and that we make up His church, okay, the Holy Spirit. Okay, so um, then, um, so we really, um, we, um, our lives, again, were given to Christ before Um, the foundation of the world, okay, that we would be blameless, we would be adopted as sons, we would be blessed. So we were predestined, we were predestined through through Jesus Christ. Okay, so this is sort of, um, again, some of the things that are setting up for verse 12. Now, verse 12 starts off, I'll just read verses 12 through, uh, where we 're going to seventeen uh, i'll probably take it in snippets, I suppose, but verse twelve starts so that um, it's verse twelve starts in the middle of a sentence, so i'll back up and i'll start reading in verse eleven in him again, it starts off in christ this 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 relationship that we have, Christianity is not a religion, it is a relationship. So, in Him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined, according to the purpose of Him who works all things, according to the counsel of His will. So, again, in Christ, we have this inheritance, we have this predestined inheritance uh, through Christ, and it only occurs through Christ. And uh, this is according to the purpose uh, of the Father who works out everything um, through Christ for us. And now in verse 12, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Okay, so we exist for Christ's glory, to his glory. Now, don't miss this little phrase here in verse 12. It is spent, I have spent most of my morning trying to get this in my head and understand it. And you sort of, the first time you read it, you say, oh, I understand it. But the second and third and fourth time you read it, that's when it, that's when these, all these different layers of this come about. So, you know, our We were a gift. The Father gave us the lives to the Son, okay? So before the beginning of the world, we were a gift, our lives, to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the shepherd. The Father in heaven gives us to the Son for a purpose, to save each one of us, so that the shepherd will not lose a single sheep. And when the shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, the shepherd is glorified. Okay, so we we are um, when and then when we hope in Christ, when we believe in what he did for us, that glorifies him. that's the praise he gets. His reward for going to the cross is us, okay, because we were given to him, and our lives are going to be saved when He goes to the cross and redeems us. So we are His reward for His work on the cross, okay? So when you live a good life and believe in Him, you're honoring Him, okay? You're glorifying Him too. So when we go to church and we're praising God and we're praising our our Lord Jesus, Okay? When we're praising Him, what are we praising Him for? Now, on the, sur- on the, on the surface, you know, you think you're in there to praise Him because He's so great. And that's great. We're all singing songs and hymns and praising and everything like that because He's so great. But on the other hand, we're praising Him for saving us. And I have to say that over and over. When we praise God, when we praise our Lord Christ, because He's so glorified, the glory that is His that we are supposed to be giving Him is the glory that He deserves for saving us. So He's got He total humility at the same time as total glory. And I don't think, I must confess, I've never really appreciated the proper glory that Jesus Christ deserves until right now. In this verse 12, again, and I'll say it a different way because it's helping me understand it too, but when, when we glorify God the Father, we are glorifying um, our ability to do this is is to glorify God the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son who laid down his life for us, deserves glory for doing that, and who's going to give him glory? Are we going to depend on the angels in heaven, or are we going to depend just on them? Or are we going to depend on the all of creation, the stars to sing out, and the mountains to sing out. Who's going to glorify him? You know, you always think the angels in heaven, yay, glorify him. But what about us? Do we give him glory? And what do we give him glory for? Well, he's God, he's up there, he's in heaven, he gets glory. Yay. Or we glorify him from for going on the cross. Okay? We Okay, we glorify him. There's usually in most every church you see a cross, and a lot of times Christ is up there on the cross, hanging down from it. Okay, that's that's good. We we as Christians do that all the time. But what is Christ on the cross? What is the what? What kind of glory is that? That's the glory for saving us and giving us our inheritance and our salvation. That's the praise of His glory. We're praising Him for saving us. We're praising Him for what He did. Not so much for who He is, but what He did. We're praising Him for saving our own lives. That's the proper praise. Now, I'm going to flip over for a few things before I go farther here in this. Um, I wanted to read something... um, Let's see here. This is John chapter 10, verses 25. Jesus is uh, talking. He said, I did tell you, but you did not believe the works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Okay, so back in Ephesians... Uh chapter one now we're gonna look at verse thirteen. In in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of of his glory, so now we're talking about um, we were talking about what Christ did and the Father did, okay we're talking about the Father in heaven giving us this adoption and redemption and the mystery of his will, which he set forth as it says in verse nine, in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Christ. That's God the Father, uniting all things in heaven and earth. That's um, the Father's plan in uh, pretty much verse 9, verse 10. So again, we've got the Father's plan in uh, verse 9, verse 10. His His will, this mystery of His will, setting forth in Christ to His purposes. This plan for the fullness of all time to unite things in Him, in heaven and earth Then we've got, so the Father is planning this church. He's planning this plan for us, which will eventually be His church. And then we've got um, the Son paying for the church. Okay, so we've been predestined that when Christ lays down His life for us, when we hope in Christ, we will be able to glorify Him for what He has done for us. And He deserves the glory, the Son is glorified when we achieve our salvation. And then we have the Holy Spirit itself um, coming into play. Paul now talking about the Holy Spirit now protecting us, protecting the church. Um, So in other words, uh, that's in verse 13 and 14. In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's God's Spirit. Christ's Spirit. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance. Until we acquire possession of it. We're guaranteed. It's protecting us. The Holy Spirit protects us in the church. Until we acquire full possession of it. To the praise of His glory. And again. When we acquire our salvation, when we fully acquire it, again, Christ again is glorified. He's glorified because, again, it was his body that was broken so that our bodies may be saved. It was his life that, that was sacrificed so that our lives would be saved. Who gets the glory when you go to church? Jesus Christ gets all the glory for what he has done now his life then glorifies the father in heaven okay so um now in 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 um and a, paul just lays out the, in the first 14 verses of ephesians he lays out our relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He lays it out that the first 14 verses of Ephesians is the Trinity. Um and it is power packed. I mean, it's taken us all this time just to go 14 verses, but it is power packed with your relationship to your God and through Jesus Christ. That is What this is about. It is in Christ. And every other word is in him. Okay. So again, in summary, uh, for the first 14 verses, looking back, this is your relationship in him, in Christ. And uh, so I'm going to try to finish out verse 15 through 17 now, because that's where we're going to. Verse 15, for this reason. Now, Paul is now concluding all this With prayer. It is so important. He lays it right out at the beginning. He puts Jesus Christ right out there, front and center, at the beginning of this letter. And then he prays. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. And again, you notice how he started this this letter. It was calling to the saints who are faithful. Okay, so we have this this um, dual type of relationship. We have a saintly relationship. We have a faithful relationship. Now we have a saintly relationship um, to God the Father through Jesus Christ because He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing already as saints. But we have a faithful relationship because we have to be faithful and depend on him too. But we also have a saintly relationship with one another and a faithful relationship with one another. So we have that same model with one another as well. So he's now, he was looking upward, okay? Now he's looking outward. He's looking to them. So this whole first part of the letter, Paul was looking to the heavens and explaining that. Now Paul's looking to the church at Ephesus, but he's also, it's applicable to all the other churches too, who are reading this too along the way. Again, so let's look at it now. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God Of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Boom. So now he's praying. He's giving thanks that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, in other words, Jesus Christ is our Lord. Okay? and he talks about the father in heaven as being god of our lord <laughs> so so again jesus is in the father the father's in jesus okay and jesus allowed him to be servant the servant of god he's the servant he came to serve us but he also came to serve god cuz god gave us the sheep to the shepherd to take care of that was his task okay the father of glory okay the, jesus christ the father of glory jesus is the is the father of of glory that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory the father in heaven is the father of glory the glory that that is that should be given is given to Jesus Christ because he is glorified when he's raised from the dead he is glorified it talked about remember all through the psalms it talked about Jesus Christ being glorified when he was raised from the dead he gets the glory when we worship him we give him glory but when we believe in him we give him glory Okay, so our belief in him, our faithfulness, is worship too. We glorify Christ when we believe, okay so um so he has glory for being raised from the dead. He already has glory, he's the Father of glory he that doesn't depend on us, but when we believe, we glorify him too so when we are when so let's look at uh, this a few different ways when we trust in Christ we are regenerated and Christ is honored that's verse 13 in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him you were sealed okay so we have this regeneration we're sinners and we believe in Christ and Christ seals us we are regenerated as holiness and blameless in Christ, okay? And then because of our belief, Christ is honored, okay? Christ is honored. The Holy Spirit seals us right up when we believe. When we believe this gospel of salvation, Christ is honored, and we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then uh is this active component okay so we're not just uh god is not just someone who's who's far away from us god is is right here with us in the form of the holy spirit so we are sealed we are promised it is a guarantee god's guarantee and god doesn't go back on his word he we are guaranteed with with a seal of salvation And then, um, when Paul prays, Paul starts off his prayer with thanksgiving. He and what is he giving? What is he being thankful for? He's giving thankfulness. He's giving thanks for faith and love of the believers. Okay, faith and love. He's. It's that saintly relationship and that faithful relationship right there in his prayers. So he's not just doing a bunch of prayer requests. Oh, please give us food. Please give us shelter. Please give us, you know, uh, safety. Please help us have safe travels. You know, and all those things are good things to pray for. But Paul prays for, the, he prays with thankfulness For the faith and the love of the believers. Right? Because the faith and the love of the believers, the faith of the believers gives honor back to Christ. So belief in Christ gives uh, honor back to Christ. So he is actually praying for the faith of the believers because that is... um, that gives Christ even more glory and more honor rather than requesting things spiritually. So that faith is so important, and it's it's worship to Christ. It glorifies Him. So when we pray, the ultimate honor that we can give Christ when we pray is the glory for what He has done And when we, through our faith, and through um, our giving thanks um, for our faith, we are actually giving thanks uh, in a way that, that, um, that glorifies Him. So, He was also praying for wisdom and knowledge of Him that the Spirit, this mystery of God, may be fully revealed and as as time goes on. But keeping our eyes on Him to be um, enlightened with things that we don't necessarily see. So our hope in Christ being, brings glory to Christ. Our belief in Christ brings us a seal of Christ's Holy Spirit. We see that in verse 13. Our hope in Christ brings glory to Him. We see that in verse 12. Our possession of our inheritance in Christ, which is our salvation, brings the rightful glory to Christ and the praise to Christ. We see that in verse 14. Our unity in Christ, which is God's original plan, this unity that's in verse 10, our unity in Christ gives him a physical body on earth and it raises his dead body just as our dead body bodies are raised in him. Christ had a dead body, so his dead body gets raised, but we are the dead body that got raised. We are his new physical body on earth. So just as Christ's dead body will be raised, it gets a physical body right now on earth. That's us our dead bodies will be raised in Him. And He's doing that right now. And we have a promise that when He comes back, He will raise us as well. So, just as His dead body was was raised in us, our dead bodies will be raised in Him. Isn't that beautiful? You have to think about that over and over. That's complete unity in Christ. So right now... Our unity in Christ right now forms, again, the resurrected Christ dead body. In us, we are now His resurrected body. In in us is the church. We form the church being His resurrected body. He is glorified because He laid down His life for us and was raised by the Father in heaven. But he's also glorified because he's saving each one of us when we believe. We're marked with the Holy Spirit, and he's glorified because he did it. But he's also glorified in the fact that in our body, which is the church, which is his resurrected body, his physical body on earth, he is the head of the church. And as we keep going through this, you know Paul lays it out that we are God's masterpieces the church is God's truest masterpiece because he is interwoven himself and us in a fierce in a in a physical body right now and in spirit right now we are in him he is in us and as it says jumping ahead the church, which is his body, that's in verse 23, his body, the fulfillness of him who fills all in all. The Father's in the Son, the Son's in the Father. The Holy Spirit from the Son is in us. We are in the, the Son, in the Holy Spirit. And then we have a spiritual component with the Father in heaven. We have every spiritual blessing in heaven. And then we are in unity with one another in a physical body, which is Christ's resurrected body. We are the physical presence of that. Christ's Spirit is in us. So not only are all of us in unity, the representation of Christ's physical body, inside us is a representation of Christ's Holy Spirit on earth. So Christ's Holy Spirit and... Christ's physical body is on earth, so we have a spiritual component in Christ's Holy Spirit in us, okay the saints, and we have a a sort of a physical component a that requires faith our faithful component is our phys- uh, is Christ's physical body the church the represented church here so christ's physical body on earth has a spiritual component, the Holy Spirit living in us, and a physical component, which is His body, the church. Woo! You know, it's like everything uh, makes sense in Ephesians, and it starts off the saints and the faithful, and then it ends, um, you know, we are concluding now, we're coming down um, to the main part of the letter in verse 1, that that we, uh, that the church body itself has a saintly component in every single one of us, and a physical, faithful component in every single one of us too. So, woo! A lot of, a lot of really uh, um, high, lofty. Um, uh, parts to Ephesians. I hope this was helpful to you. Uh, it sure was to me. I learned so much this morning. And so now I'm going to turn the rest of the podcast over to my um, co-host in Zambia, my partner, Batali. Batali, I hope you're doing great. And I can't wait to hear what you have to, to say for all of this too. So for me to all of you, God bless you, and I'll see you next time.
1: Hi. So today's teaching is coming from Ephesians chapter one, verses twelve to seventeen. The thing that stood out for me in today's teaching is um, verse fifteen, and um, it's um, it's a prayer of Paul. It's a prayer. It's a prayer of Paul, and it's a prayer of thanksgiving. Um, You know, this stood out to me because many other times I'm a culprit. Um, I only go kneel down in prayer um, because like I I have a shopping list I'm praying for, for for someone in particular you know like they're having like a physical challenge with something or um, yeah I'm praying for sickness for suffering and things like that um, like I have this whole shopping list of you know what I want God to um, focus on I just don't you know, kneel down and and, and say a prayer of thank you, you know, like a thanksgiving prayer, you know, like, thank you, God, for um, your redemption. Thank you, God, for, you know, for Christ dying on the cross for me and, you know, shedding his blood for me. So, you know, this particular verse, um, it stood out a lot for me, and it reads, Therefore I also after i heard of your faith in the lord jesus <clears throat> and your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers so um you know this is is, is merely like paul uh, giving thanks because um you know because of the love that he actually saw in the church of um the ephesians so this is what stood out for me in today's, um, in today's teaching. So, in this chapter of Ephesians, um, we saw uh, God the Father planned the church, God the Son paid for the church, and uh, now we have God the Holy Spirit who protects the church. So, um, <clears throat> verse 12 reads, That we who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of His glory. So, um, as a believer, um, um, you know, a believer, being a believer is for the praise of his glory. Um, A believer exists for the praise of God, and this is the the place of satisfaction and joy. Um, So, this adds to the purpose and meaning of someone's life. You know, we exist to glorify God, and um, today we exist for the glory and praise of God. Um, so God has asked in the commandments for for um if you love um to, to 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 love God and um to love one another. That's the greatest commandment. So um yeah, so God wants us to serve Him and to praise Him out of our own free will and as a believer. For you to be a believer, which means you love God and you are willing to actually serve God. So, um, you know, life without praise and worship of God is purposeless because you know our sole um, purpose here on life, on Earth rather, is 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 to to praise and. Um, to praise and glorify God. So um verse 13, um, it looks at the work of the Holy Spirit. Um the Holy Spirit regenerates us, it's a refuge and um it's a reality to us. So verse 13 reads: Um, in him you have you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise so <clears throat> you know god works for us god's work for us is objective um you know it's 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 we we can actually see it like god's works and then um you know and and this was performed um you know by the father and the son um you know god planned the church and uh, god the father planned the church and and god the son Um, paid for the church so this was objective so the work of the holy spirit is subjective and um is in us so um you know the work of regeneration the holy spirit calls the sinner to believe um in his heart um that which makes you know a child of god so um the work of the holy spirit this is this is mostly, like, what people tend to look at, like, oh, it's actually my conscience and all. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. It is subjective. It it, it calls a sinner to actually, um, you know, believe in their hearts. And, you know, this is what makes um, a child of God. So, um, you know, it calls us not only to hear the Word of God, but also to actually understand the Word of God, you know, as we grow as Christians, you know, from... from um, we are made... Um, um like earlier <clears throat> in um uh in which chapter was that where we are made um to um just a second <clears throat> So we are moved to um you know to sonship. Um you know from it's like w- when we start uh when the, the, the word of god is planted in our in our in our lives it's it's a small little seed and it starts maturing and um <clears throat> and and once it's it's actually matures we are taken from that place um of 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 you know infancy to sonship so um <clears throat> So this is the Holy Spirit. Um, it helps us to not only hear, but to understand and to grow um, in the Word of God, to grow in Christ. So if, if we look at Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, um, chapter five, verse five. it reads <clears throat> um, Now. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee so um you know the the holy spirit it's a it's um it's it's like a guiding force it's like um um it's a like it says here he who has given us um now um he who has prepared us for this very thing is god who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee so um you know god the father um planned all this he planned he has got a blueprint of the of, the, of uh, he planned the church and 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 um by planning the church he planned um you know god the son paying uh for the church and becoming a curse for us and um Uh, God, the Holy Spirit, protecting the church and uh, making us actually understand and believe um, um, the word of God. So, you know, the Holy Spirit makes real of the word of God. So being born again um, by an incorruptible seed. Um, So when believers hear and understand um, and trust the Word of God, they're being regenerated into new beings. So, um, you know, that's the way one is born again. So if you are born again in Christ, you not only hear the Word of God, you not only walk into church and sit and, you know, follow all the rituals and all, you actually tend to actually understand. So it's the Holy Spirit at work. The Holy Spirit is subjective. So um, you are baptized um, the moment you trust in Christ. Um, you are sealed the moment you trust in Jesus Christ, so it 's like you know when you get an envelope and you know there's like little seal and uh, that 's put up when the envelope is closed it's like it 's sealed with um, um, with, um, with the, the particular um, company or wherever it 's coming from so the holy Spirit um, it it seals us in Christ, so um, the Holy Spirit it opens our ears and then it uh, he implants faith. And uh, the next logical step is to seal the believer in Christ. So we are sealed um, with Christ's word. So when we hear uh, the word of God, we not only hear it, we actually understand it. And, and, um, you know, the Holy Spirit, it implants the seal of God upon the believer. We can see this from um, John 3 verse 33. Let me go to John. <clears throat> John 3, for
0: 33 reads. Um,
1: okay, it reads, mm, He who has received his testimony has certified that God... Is true. So this is the 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 stamp and seal um, that is actually implanted in us um, by the Holy Spirit. So Second um, Timothy um, also states the same about the seal of um, that the Holy Spirit implants in us um, to become um, you know born again in Christ. So that's Second Timothy verse. Uh, chapter 2 verse 19 and it reads nevertheless the solid foundation of God uh, stands having this seal the Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity so it's it's talking about um you know the moment um the Holy Spirit begins to work in our lives, which is subjective the moment we begin to not only hear and understand the Word of God, we receive that seal um we 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 understand the Word, we understand what we're hearing, and um you know we live we live by faith because the holy Spirit God the Holy Spirit, is at work in our lives um, Verse fourteen of Ephesians chapter one reads, "Who is the guarantee of our inheritance?' Until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So this is, um, you know, the earnest redemption. This is the third work of um, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit um, is subjective. It um, it works to regenerate us, and then um, it seals us. Um, it opens our ears, and 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 then it implants faith and seal um, and. It seals the believer. That's the second step. And then um, the third work of the Holy Spirit is the um, earnest of our redemption. So more is to follow. Um, This is for the praise and the glory of God. Uh, You know, this is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Verse 15 is the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of Paul. Um, And... um, you know, like I said um, earlier, like this was my main take of today's um, teaching. You know, let us go to the Lord not with a shopping list of how many things we want the Lord to do in our lives and all. This is just go to the Lord and just thank Him, give Him thanksgiving. You know, wake up in the morning and thank, thank the Lord for, for um, your life today. You know, for 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 waking up today, for waking up in good health today. So um, you know, Paul was moved by the love of the brethren in the church of, um, the Ephesians. So, um, you know, like let's have a prayer of Thanksgiving today. What causes us to pray? You know, sickness, suffering, all these things cause us to pray. You know, we want healing for, you know, our loved ones. It's not a bad thing. We can pray for all those things, but, um, It would be nice, you know, um, to just wake up and, and, and give thanks, you know, give thanks to God. Um, you know, thank you for the Ephesians. Um, we ought to, you know, we ought to do this a lot. Um, you know, Paul just gives, gives us, um, you know, he gives thanks for, um, and, you know, for the wisdom and knowledge, um, of him. So from verse 15 to 17, um, it reads, um. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not seize and give thanks for you making mention of him in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So, um, you know, Paul prayed for wisdom and, 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 and knowledge um, so that he may know God more. He may tend to understand um, and, you know, he may have that um, seal um, in his life. So he prayed for, for for more knowledge and wisdom and he he gave thanks to God for, for the love of the brethren in the church of the Ephesians. So, yeah, um, this is today's teaching. Um I, I, I actually learned a lot and um um I hope to hear from you and I hope you enjoyed my 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 summary of today's teaching. Thank you. Um have a good day, God bless and bye-bye.